So I think this question also about um, a very in interesting one, I think, for uh, in the episode we asked about how we can, can we ensure a diversity of approaches that get exposure deserve and prevent an overinvestment in limited set techniques. I think that's uh, that's point about academics tend to establish a strong belief about uh, other fields and, and sometimes come as arrogance or autism and discouraging exploration ideas out of the mainstream. It's, it's sometimes it's happened. And, and the question is, how can we enable more inclusive culture around combative ideas? I think we mentioned that about that there is limited funding and grants and sometimes there's a severe competition between groups. Uh, so I don't know how you see uh, this question, how we can enable more intellectual inclusive culture around combative ideas. So I think framing the problem, everyone framing the problem for itself as yeah. um, what is the best way to reach the solution? Yeah. And uh, rather than how can I how can I, I demonstrate my solution might be one way to do that. Yeah. Um, there have been several times where I, I've been at conferences and, and been talking about my approach to a problem and then um, someone particularly from a different domain says, well, what if you, what if you tried this? What if you did this instead? Um, it kind of um, changed my understanding of the problem or made me rethink my approach a little bit. Um, and so I think if you can bring people together at, uh, at lower in lower stakes ways to encourage that discussion and encourage well what if my what if my approach was different what yeah. if I did this differently um, so that ego is not so much involved yeah. would be um, would be some way to to get around that issue yeah yeah you're right uh, yeah. And I, I would like to ask you this question about inclusion in general, because I think that's something uh, I don't know if you would like to enter that. But for example, in inclusion, sometimes because we we have this initiative in the field about uh, uh, in robotic science system conference inclusion program. And I, sometimes I see there's no women, especially women of color for me. And uh, like, there's no much many women in the soft robotics field and robotics in general. And sometimes you be sometimes conditionally accepted. So it, I, I don't know what your experience, because I think you now a successful figure for uh, many women. So if there's something you can uh, share with us, is was it challenging for you uh, to prove yourself? Um, how do you see how we can enhance inclusivity in our field and robotics field in general? Um, I don't know if you would like to answer this question. Um, if many girls may be underrepresented uh, groups listening interested in soft robotics, what kind of uh, thoughts you can share about inclusion in, in robotics and soft robotics? I, I would be happy to. So I teach at Smith College, which yeah. is uh, home to the first ABET accredited engineering program yeah. at a women's college. Um, and so all of my students identify as women um, or gender minorities. Um, and it has really been a pleasure seeing this, this group of students who mm -hmm. um, are, are unlike other, many other groups in engineering, um, really get interested in the same applications, the same technology. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, I first want to say that it's, it's not, um, it's not gender specific yeah. or it shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, 
there are many ways I think of an improving inclusivity in robotics and in soft robotics. Um, I think one of them is, is focusing work on applications that matter mm-hmm. um, and explaining to, to general audiences or, or demonstrating to general audiences why this work has impact on their lives. Yeah. Um, so for example, um, talking about human robotic collaboration um, or social robotics or, or robotics for healthcare, things like that are, um, are really good at sparking the imaginations of uh, students who may be in middle school or high school or college and considering a career um, or moving into robotics. Um, so I think mm-hmm. being, being also welcoming of different, um, different approaches and different thoughts and different backgrounds, not only backgrounds about um, mm-hmm. someone's racial background or ethnic background, but as well um, what college they went to what part of the country they grew up or what country they grew up in, um, being welcoming and non-stereotypical of that is also an important part of inclusivity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a good point. But I'm, I'm curious to ask you in, a, in, a, in a, a maybe a wider spectrum, do you think there is, of course, that's something very important, but do you think what kind of strides we have to do? Because sometimes human being, uh, sometimes uh, I think they are already... Uh, ingrained with bias. So how do you think that's something we can um, make it effective so that we can ensure there is really inclusion in terms of representation, in terms of ideas? Do you think that we have to make like regulation for that as a, as a solution? So I think that this is something that, um, that spans from the, I'm, I'm thinking particularly on the academic side, but yeah. some of these uh, recommendations would be applicable to any organization. Yeah. Um, but when we think about who's in our labs, how they got there, where they go next, yeah. um, it's really important to to step back and consider, even even if I'm not a biased in any way person, mm-hmm. are the ways that I teach, the ways that I run lab meetings, the ways that I select students into the group, um, and what I prioritize about student background are those things that are critical to the way that I run my group, yeah. um, as well as are those critical to uh, student success. Yeah. So one really small example would be um, prioritizing students that already have research experience, um, mm-hmm. in particular have already published, yeah. coming into a PhD program. Um, and so there are there are many many very strong very excellent students that may come from um, primarily undergraduate colleges primarily uh, undergraduate universities that for many for a myriad of reasons did not have access to research experiences particularly research experiences in robotics before. Uh, applying to a PhD program. Mm-hmm. And so um, considering is that is that a critical piece of students' success in lab, uh, coming in having published or coming in having research experiences? Yeah. Um, and if it is, then how can you how can you mitigate that problem at the yeah. undergraduate level? How can you provide experiences to undergraduates? How can you yeah. um, maybe go and give a talk? about applying to REU programs at, at a, um, for example, an HBCU, 
Um, so uh, um, thinking it at some ways about on a structural level, mm-hmm. what prevents uh, this diversity and inclusion from happening? Yeah, I think that's very true. Uh, if you do that as undergrad, it will be, yeah, you have to do it at the root beginning. Uh, absolutely right. Yeah. 